I used to sit in the preschool in tears. All the man really has to do on the day of birth is find a good parking spot. <laughs> dad, Dad, catch this. Boom, I've done a poo. Stop stabbing your sister. From the news desk to the nursery. Mum! This is the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. They say it takes a village to raise a child, and I think that means a number of things. It's not just about having someone else to watch your kids while you go shopping. It's having other adults who get what you're going through, other adults who can give you advice and laugh with you when you want to cry. This is why we have the parent panel. We choose parents we respect, who make us laugh, and who aren't afraid to tell us their own parenting fails. And being the last show of the year, of course, we have invited the most important, special, favourite parents of the year, hopefully none of the other parents are listening today. <laughs> We're joined by Jacinta Tynan, author of Mother's End, Sky's new, Sky News presenter and mum of two boys. Hi, Jacinta. How are you? Who are sitting outside, not on their iPads. Not on their iPads. No, they're, they're not. Doing, um, they're doing maths quizzes. Mm. It looks like um, yoga too. Oh, yeah, they're they're reading novels, <laughs> eating organic Very food. impressive. Meditating. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> All at once. All at once. And making up the other half of our panel today is actor Ryan Johnson. You may know him as Matt from the hit show Doctor Doctor. He's also a father to one little girl. Hi, Ryan. How are Hi, you? Hi, Siobhan. Thank you for having me back. I should also say, and uh, now model, you probably would model before. I don't know. I should know that. Model oh. in a uh, festive edition of Woman's Weekly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That was quite off, an honour. off threads and yeah. looking amazing. Looking dapper. That's yes. what I was going for. Well, your <clears throat> wife and daughter look pretty amazing Oh, were they in the photo? <laughs> <laughs> how was it? How is it doing it's really such fun. a... That was a really stylish yeah. shoot. Like, how That's was gorgeous. your daughter with all of that? She had a ball. Yeah, because we sort of prepped her for it, so it wasn't a shock. And, uh, and Tamara also got to come along and they gave her like an option of about 10 dresses and they're all these beautiful wow. red dresses. See, that'd be a disaster with my daughter because she could never choose. She oh, yeah. Really Sorry, I'm talking oh, about Tamara. Sorry. You know, Tamara, that too. Sorry. Tamara got to choose <laughs> between the dresses. Alia, there was about three and she just <laughs> went for the sparkly, you know, um, tutu-looking one. But she looked she looked great. And they actually let us keep Alia's dress, my daughter's dress. So, um, yeah, to, uh, yeah, it'll, it'll get a couple of wears throughout Christmas. And what about Tamara? Did, what happened with her dress? Uh, it, I think the thing doesn't come out till next year and it's worth more than my car. So... <laughs> <clears throat> so what you're saying is, yeah. don't expect it under the Christmas no. tree, my beautiful wife. No, sorry, darling. And I, I have to say that, I don't know if you realise this, Jacinta, but you were our first mum on the parent panel this year, and you are now our last mum for the year. That's oh. very you symbolic. You kicked off the season. bookend. You're, you are the perfect bookend, and you're a ring I'm in, very Ryan, proud sorry. To be, <laughs> yeah, I'm just, you're just obviously you're, someone you're, fell out. You fine. picked up a few good ones along the way. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did, we did. All right, well, first up today, we're going to talk about the best, worst, or weirdest present you've received for Christmas. This is going to be the best Christmas ever. Giving Christmas gifts is like a sport to me. Even those terrible homemade Christmas gifts you give. Giving me Christmas presents is what you like to do. That little girl could be me. I love her giving Christmas presents and hopefully I haven't given any gifts like what was published in Fairfax this week. So there were about 15 people who um, told about their worst presents. I didn't think they were all too bad, but the vegetarian who got a tube of bacon-flavoured toothpaste oh probably wasn't very impressed. Or there was a woman who got a three-year subscription to a parenting magazine from her mother, even though she'd made it really clear that she didn't want kids. And, you know, I would say that I pretty much always hit the mark. 
<laughs> if I do say so myself. Uh, and, and sometimes people do hit the nail on the head. Um, Jacinta, have you had a Christmas win, fail, when you've had a gift and you've just gone, wow, this is really uh, different? The own, not, not different, but the only thing with me is people give me alcohol and I don't drink. Uh, but that's all right because then I can, can take it. I can take it along when I go to people's houses. Here's the Moe that I bought you. <laughs> it's given to me. So I've always got a stash of Moe. But no, I think Christmas gift giving is becoming a bit foolproof because it's certainly in my family, we pretty much say what we want and then that's delivered. And then in the recent years, the adults, the grown-ups have been dropped off the family Chris Kringle. So actually, yeah. I don't that really, I don't really get a present that, that happens in my. That's happened in my family too. So I just buy presents for myself. Mm. I've done a bit of that. And also I love, and this is a cliche, but I, parents will relate. I love anything that my boys make me. Of course. So even if, are they listening? Can we put the speakers out there? Yeah, guys, Even if quick, they make me a card now. or I think they're studying Mandarin right now. Oh. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> doing a headstand. Moving yeah. along. <laughs> So anything they make for me, I'm happy with. And other than that, I don't really get a present. So, and in terms of giving, yeah, I'm I'm a good gift giver. I think. I, I think I can. Would be, I think Jacinta. I can read. I'm looking the room. at a really beautiful uh, Christmas gift, uh, Christmas ornament here. It's very that is sweet. Beautiful. I want to wear it in my hair. Yeah, me my too. Hair. It's for your tree. It's. I know it's for my tree. And, and Ryan, no, you cannot wear it in your hair. It's mine. Okay, well, I've got one of my own over here. It's got a cute little candy cane and a couple of chocolate Santas. See? Proving your point. Wow, so, so original. So original. Yeah, it's lovely. Anyway, you. Ryan, yourself, have you had uh, a... Yeah, look, my dad just every year thinks it's hilarious to give us funny gifts, my brother and I, so... And he goes to really expensive lengths to do it. So <laughs> I remember one year he bought my brother and I fluorescent green hoodies from Mambo, and it was like they were just top... There was no patterns, nothing. They were just... When you were eight? No, like probably (laughs) as recently as 10 years ago. Like, you know, 28. (laughs) Uh, And, and, uh, you know, no patterns, anything. Just look look like a highlighter pen. Uh, And to him, he's like, hilarious. It's like, we don't even have to wear it, mate. You've just spent like $80 each on these. And the other thing he does is, uh, you know, for a long time, I was in the Cadbury Favourites commercial. and Not many people can say that. No. no, no, but every year, even this year, in the mail, Cadbury favourites come. And then before that, I was the Just Tim Tams guy. One packet? Uh, yep. Should be for life, I reckon. <laughs> Lifetime supply. It was funny too because he, he sent it. Uh, with some stuff we'd left there over a weekend. <laughs> so it was like, oh, I'm just at the, I'm near the post office. I'll chuck in some favourites. Uh, pretty funny because my son was in that ad. And then, um, and then some yellow submarine socks. Uh, f- because recently Alia's birthday party was a yellow submarine party, so I guess that was the link up there. But it's always That's like so thoughtful. I, I, I yeah. actually am liking that gift, though, Ryan. Funny yeah. socks are a, good, a very a personal segue. present. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, the funny socks thing—I'll get something out of those. You, you know, will. You can wear them. Yeah, you can. You can suit up at something and then do a bit of the old. But these, <laughs> yeah, a bit of the old yellow these, submarine. These, Next one, Ryan's at the red carpet. Yeah. Everybody, just check out the yellow That's submarine right. Look for socks. The socks. <laughs> Care of Dad. You are listening to The Parent Panel, and today we have Jacinta Tynan, author and Sky News presenter and actor, Ryan Johnson. And in just a moment, in just a moment is it wrong to make your child an influencer? So what, you would make money off of my child? Michael's posted it to his 86 followers on Instagram. Real whiz kid. Millionaire by the time he was your age. That's how you get rich in America. This is pure exploitation. I'm going to tell mom. Go ahead. 
don't know if you've noticed, but there are two-year-olds on Instagram making more money than you. Child influencers have risen in popularity over the last several years, with many now commanding the attention and fame that usually comes with Hollywood. Unlike Hollywood, however, there is no union protecting their rights. Having said that, most children who are on Instagram are being photographed and managed, in inverted commas, by their parents, who are the ones we would assume love them most. Um, Ryan and Jacinta, you're both in the public eye. And Ryan, we were just speaking about the photo shoot that you did for um, the magazine. Mm. Um, have you had to think about the line for you? I mm. mean, obviously, you're not, uh, your child isn't an influencer as far as I know. No. She <laughs> doesn't have millions of followers. How do you feel about that whole idea of children um, being managed by their parents on that platform? It's interesting that you mentioned the Woman's Weekly thing. That's the one and only time we've really done something like that with, with our daughter. I, I don't feel comfortable with children influencing things. I was saying to my wife today, you know, I studied at university in my art. I, I've worked in theatre, film, television for 20 years. And there's kids out there who have like, and I'm not talking about like babies or, or two-year-olds. I'm talking about like 20-somethings who have about a thousand times more followers than me because they pose creatively in thongs and, <laughs> and not the ones on your feet. And and then every third shot's like, hey, thanks so much, um, nutrient detox, fiber brand X plus. <laughs> and I think that putting your kids up to, to make money is just a gateway to that kind of approval system. And I think, you know, how does a child see themselves when their parents are constantly pushing them into the universe like that as something other than mummy and daddy's approval by the way that they're performing, standing, tilting their head, getting the photo right, all that sort of thing just makes me feel gross. And so even though I do that with Alia in the cafe, that's just like, hey, come on, no, no, one more because you're a bit blurry there, but this is for grandma. <laughs> that's not like for two million people to sell nappies. And you're not also not um, looking at every vision in your life as no. a potential photo. No, and then there's the flip side of people now who have 40 followers and just try and act famous on Instagram, and even that's sad. It's like, can't wait to try this new Nescafe espresso. It's like, <laughs> great, it's so good that you've shared it, but don't write it like you're famous. Just, just like <laughs> say that you like the, you know, the the vanilla blend. I love I that. Know. That means that you're one of those 45. You're just yeah, exactly. like seeking out people with no followers to laugh at. <laughs> Ryan Johnson, well, how do you think about it, um, Jacinta? Oh, I'd love to disagree with Ryan just so we can have argy bargy, yeah. but how can we how can we not? It's what it is, it's immediate gain for delayed pain. Because in most of these cases the children are so young that they don't even know what's going on. And I just don't think it's gonna have a good impact on them unless you get in quickly, make your money and get out. If you know, a lot of these parents are saying, Oh, we're doing it for their college education mm. all these American parents. Well, okay, let's see about that. But name me a child star that's come out functional. I think there's a few. Mm. We, shall I name some that haven't? I, mean, I don't want to be cruel, but mm. but Lindsay Lohan, Macaulay Culkin, uh, Macaulay Michael Jackson. Jackson. He's back on. Macaulay's having a bit of a bounce yeah, back it now, took a but it's taken a long time of, and, and several stints in heroin addiction facilities. So yeah. Mm. So I don't. I when you, like as Ryan was saying, when these children are going to get their sense of self-worth from the number of likes and they were going to soon catch on and if they don't catch on now they'll realize later what their parents were pimping them out to do i don't see how it can have any kind of sound impact on you unless the parents are very clear with them as they grow up saying look we're just doing this to milk the system to get you some money and then we're going to back out other than that how can it 
no one wins from that. But if you look at the way the Kardashians kicked off with that tape and, you know, subsequently the way they put themselves out into the universe, it that, that kind of got the ball rolling. And it started... But they're old enough to know what they're doing. Yeah, I guess so. Well, arguably. Well, I'm, I'm also curious about this idea that there is no union protecting children like there mm. is in television or film, at least in Australia. Mm. And... That question of um, what happens with the money. So even though there are these parents defending what they're doing with their kids, saying it's going to college or whatever, personally, should I admit this on radio? Yes, I will. I stole $10 out of my kid's piggy bank the other day because I didn't have money for lunch. I will put it back. <laughs> I've done but, that too. Yeah, and how is that yes. going to work? If is it? A, you know, they say they're doing it for these reasons, but it's just sort of like a... Yeah, that's well, right. Well, the difference is, from what I understand, that if your child is an actor, so that they're covered by those union rules, I can't remember the name of... There's an actual law that came in when child actors started coming onto Falling the scene. Falling off the rails. Yeah, we're coming onto the scene and starting to work. It's like sending them down the coal mine, really. Yeah, it's like so, we do a 10-hour day, they do an eight-hour day. Oh, right. If it's a baby, they can be on set for 15 minutes. Right. That's uh, why they have twins really, so they can Yeah, really strict in. rules about Two hours less on television. Yeah, but that's the right. difference with Instagram <clears throat> is, Instagram influencers, is that they don't fall into that category, apparently, because it's not happening in school hours. So you can take their photos outside school hours. So therefore, there are no rules governing that. Mm. That's my understanding. So you've got a baby in, a, in the US, I was reading about a, uh, sorry, an unborn baby, still a fetus, <gasps> yes. 46,000 followers wow. waiting for the baby to come. How does that work? Wow. What, if, just weird. what if the baby's not have to be bots, what surely. they're cracking it up to be? And the only other thing I would say, the only thing I feel for with the parents is that they would have to keep their homes so clean. Like, have you seen the photos of these child influencers? Their oh, totally. kitchens are immaculate. Absolutely. I'm like, oh, I thought they were shooting happen. in kitchen showrooms. It's like those. It's like those other influencers. Like, how much white linen can you have in your life? <laughs> how many beaches can you be near? You know, there's always those, those people that are like, oh, I'm just having a matcha chai. Um, hashtag blessed. Hashtag perfection. Hashtag husband surfs. Hashtag our life is better than yours. Feel it. That's true. That's very true, isn't it? All right. Well, let's move on to the next. We fall for it, don't we? We do. In the millions. Well, you know, sometimes. Someone does. (laughs) Next, we're going to speak about when is it's okay for your kid to have a sleepover. Hey, um... Do you want to have a sleepover? Bobby, how would you like to spend the night at your friend Kenny's house again? I don't think so. I don't even have my 12-year-old molars yet. My daughter is six and a half, and the only sleepover she's had is at her nana's place. Her cousin, who's seven, has had a few sleepovers, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Writer Alex Carlton wrote this week that parents need to chill out and allow their kids the independence and freedom of a sleepover. But I still don't feel completely comfortable. I think I've done too many interviews about um, when abuse can happen to children and how you don't know who you can trust um, and how much can you ever really know another family. Jacinta, what age do you think it's okay to let your kids go on a sleepover? Have your boys already done it? Like, how does how do you feel about it? Actually, my boys won't do it. So I'm saved that dilemma. My oldest is now nine and he's only had one friend that he, he feels safe to go to. I don't mean safe in a sinister way, just that he feels comfortable is probably the better word. So he's stayed over there a couple of times and he doesn't want to. He's been invited to some other sleepovers. It would quite, it would actually quite help me because I work night shift 
at Sky News. So it would, if they would just both do sleepovers, it would save me a lot. But they're just not ready. So I don't think there's any rush. But at the same time, I wouldn't allow it unless I knew the family. I think that's important. We probably need to chill out a bit about about being paranoid about the worst things happening. But if you know the family and you know that they're good people and you teach your kids values and what to look out for, I, don't, I really don't think it's a problem. I think it's a wonderful part of their childhood. I certainly remember my sleepovers fondly. However, I also remember coming home from sleepovers in the middle of the night quite often. Yes, yes. Just being there and feeling, oh, it just doesn't feel right. And it's not that anything sinister is going on. It's just that so it's not familiar. And it is the most vulnerable time for a child going to sleep. So when you're just at that point where you're about to go to sleep, you have to be really brave. And if you don't feel comfortable, which is nothing to do with the people, it's just that you're out of your routine, then I can understand why kids don't feel ready for it. And also, as a single parent, I think I want them to have more sleepovers because I want them to experience that intact (laughs) nuclear family as much as they can, to be in that environment and to have that role modelled to them. So functional families... Not that mine's not functional, but it's different. So those kind of families I want them to be a part of. So when they're ready, bring it on, but I can't force that. Yeah, that's really interesting. It's an interesting perspective. How do you feel? Because your daughter's young. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, well, my daughter's four, and we have a lot of sleepovers, but we're there. So we have lots of friends come and stay. We go and stay with friends, and that's because she doesn't have a sibling yet. So that's her way of interacting. Yet. There might be a uh, announcement. No, there's no announcement. Um, but oh, that would have been a great last show of the year. Ryan Johnson no, announces. No announcement. Okay, no announcement. Uh, but but she, you know, she's very close with her next door neighbour, um, Saskia. Hi, Annette and Tamara. You guys are probably listening right now because Tamara's next door. Uh, and you know, recently they were they were over with us and we we're having dinner and and to get the kids to sleep, Saskia and Alia jumped into bed at our place. And uh, um, her dad just said, oh, well, I'll just leave her here. And I was like, yeah, great. Let her stay. And poor Tamara said she spent like half the night awake worrying about the responsibility of having another child in her house. I think at one point I'd popped in and checked in on them. Ali had already gotten into our bed. So I put Saskia's left arm back in the bed, just, (laughs) you know, and then went straight back to sleep. Uh, And so for me, it wasn't a huge deal, but then... Uh, and, and, and if she wanted to sleep over at their place, I'd be fine. Cause they're really close friends. We know them. They're right next door. Um, but I don't know about the, the kind of greater community and, and other people and, and where we stand with that. I would still get a bit anxious about it just because I know what she's like at night and how she can't get through the night without, you know, whistling in her sleep or coming <laughs> into our bed. She whistles in her sleep. That's so um, it's hilarious. You'd be asleep and you'll just hear this. Or? No, she can whistle tunes now, but but in her sleep, it's just random whistling. She practices it in that her is sleep. I know, but she's yeah. I mean, it just feels still so. Well, she's four. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it just so. There's there's not a night where she's not with us, unless it's yeah, Granny or Nana. Um, mm. But other than that, it's it, there's been very few nights where she's not with us, other than with Granny or Nana. Yeah, I wonder if it's also about your um, connection to community because I know Jacinta, you have a really great community around you where you live, and the school with the boys, you've kind of grown up with them. You're talking about your neighbours and how close you feel to them. Um, perhaps a question becomes when you move, like go to school, primary school, and you're not necessarily in the neighbourhood. They're not necessarily people you see on the weekends, and then all of a sudden they're coming home going. 
going, oh, so-and-so's invited me to a sleepover. And you're like, I don't even, who is that person? I don't know them. But I was thinking when Ryan was talking is that when your daughter starts school, you do get into that community and you've got a lot to do with the school and you get to know the parents. And when you see, I see the school mums more than any other friends. So they've become my closest friends now because I see them five times a a week, actually Mm. more than that. And so you really get to know those families. You're in each other's houses. So you get to know which, well, I was going to say, which families you can trust. You can trust, I can trust all of them. So. <laughs> but, I, but I also want to Especially say Especially the ones listening now. That's right. <laughs> Do you hear that? I also want to say to you, Ryan, that there's no rush. No, so there's no there's rush. There's just not. And also That's there's right. such limited time that they're, they're home with us. And then soon they're going to be wanting to go away. So there's very much a part of me. When they say, oh, I'm not ready for a sleepover, I'm like, yep, that's good. Yep, kind. Happy with that. Stay <laughs> <laughs> with me. Come here for a cuddle. But I actually invite, I try to invite uh, the old, my older son's friends over for sleepovers because I want him to have that experience. Even though we're temporarily in a quite a small place, I do encourage that. Have you had boys' sleepovers? I'm so curious yes. about what they would be like. Oh, they're, they're crazy. crazy. And recently I did it with a babysitter because I was going to a function, so I said the babysitter could have them. And he got his mother over to help him. Because my boys were so crazy. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. They had a friend over, so they had three boys running yeah. around. And so oh. he texted me and said, is it all right if my mum pops over? Yeah. I said, yeah, that's fine. That's actually and, a good idea, <laughs> mate. And the mother was saying, don't worry about it. They're nine. They're eight. Just don't worry. That's just normal. He didn't oh, know yeah. what to hilarious. do. That's right. How old was the babysitter? He's 20. And he's if he's listening, he's wonderful. He's, he's Jasper's trumpet teacher, an extraordinary young musician. Lovely, lovely guy. He was just I in was over 20, his head. He freaked me yeah. out. He just didn't know what to do. They were running around and being silly. And, you know, ju- he thinks they're in bed and then they leap back out. And he was in over his head, exactly. So his mum said, you funny like too, that too. When you don't have that biological connection and you're that age, I remember when friends would have babies younger and they'd say, it's the best thing I've ever done, mate. And I'd think to myself, you're just saying that, you know, and it actually is the best thing I've ever done. But when you're that age and you're looking at kids, you're like, I don't get it. What's the whole thing? Yeah. Why, you know? why would you do Why would you do this, this to yourself? <laughs> yes. I just want to watch TV. Go to yeah, bed. That's right. <laughs> yep. I remember feeling like that. It all oh. changes. <laughs> all right. Well, we will move on to our last topic in just a moment. We're talking about holiday shenanigans, what parents are looking forward to this Christmas. I just wanted to spend some time with my daughter. All right. I am looking forward to this. I think it's great that you two are going to be spending time together. Best Christmas ever. And I think New Year's is going to be even bigger. As we speed towards Christmas, I've been thinking about what I will enjoy the most these holidays. And having no drop-offs is definitely top of my list. But so is lying in bed and late afternoon visits to the beach. Ryan, what are you looking forward to most these holidays? I you think, don't get them, do you? you don't get well, them we get two weeks with, with preschool d- daycare. Uh, I'm looking forward to having a first Christmas where Alia fully comprehends Santa Christmas and the whole thing. Last year it was exciting and she sort of had an idea of it, but now she's four, she really has the concept, which is presents for her. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but the, the Santa thing and the magic of it all, it really is like amplified by by seeing it through her eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Because my son's four and a half and yeah. I opened this year. Mind you, they have been counting down to Christmas since October. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, same here. So is so my wife. She, I oh, mean, yes. she she bought Alia's presents in October for her birthday. And then my a week later, lady. there was deliveries for Christmas. I'm like, <laughs> wow, 
Thank God you're in my life. I need to talk to that woman. That's yeah. exactly how I am. That's yeah. perfect. Gosh. What about you, Jacinda? I've still got you... shopping to do. I know, me too. <laughs> That's all right. Still full of Christmas cheer. There's days to go. Minutes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What are you looking forward to? Well, like to? you, it is such a relief to not have to do the school lunches and the routine and the quick out the door. And always, I feel like I'm always <laughs> screaming at them, have you done your homework? Sit down. So I don't have to do any of that. Oh, Just letting beautiful. the days bleed into each other, a bit random, spontaneity. I think that's really important to force yourself to do that too, because I tend to be a bit of, I have to have things planned. We have to do things. So I'm going to challenge myself to do a little bit of that. Wake up in the morning and actually not know what's going to happen. And see where the day takes us. Oh, I love it. Mindful. Mindful. Well, she's got Mm. the boys meditating outside, so they can always guide her in her Zen principles. They're they're levitating. What if people people (laughs) listening think we're serious here? (laughs) Of course they are. Well, you are the author of Mother Zen, and I walk my talk, and so do my children. They're so Zen. We're all so calm. All the time. That's why the babysitter had to get his mother. (laughs) (laughs) And is it too early for New Year's resolutions, or don't you do them anyway? I had to think about this, and uh, <clears throat> my doctor recently, very emotional. My doctor recently told me that I have high cholesterol. Oh, which is which just came out of nowhere. Oh, so that doesn't happen at your age, does it? No, I know it's weird. Um, apparently, it's in the family. Mm. But I'm making a pledge now. If my wife is listening, Tomorrow. for 2019, I'm not going to drink beer. <gasps> Did you, you hear that? It here? I've decided. Is, I mean, I'm still going to have vodka. That's a big, big call. <laughs> but I'm going to try a year off beer. So does that mean you're going to drink all the beer you can before New Year's Eve? Uh, <laughs> no, no, I would never condone that sort of behaviour. <laughs> I'm so glad that Elise was filming you when you said that. Yeah, no you cameras in here. <laughs> Jacinda, is it? Do you do New Year's resolutions? No, I don't because I, I don't. I think that they're a daily thing. So yeah, I just think it's. It, but it is an important time. I think it's quite a spiritual time. To, and I'm going to do a bit of this. It's just to sit quietly and reflect on the. It's more for me the lessons I've learned this year. This all sounds very deep, but it's important work to do. The lessons I've learned this year and what I'm hoping, how I'm hoping to grow next year. Just got to keep doing. You know, they call it the work. Yes. Got to keep doing the work. No, it's true. You and don't evolve if you don't reflect, do you? Yeah. Yeah. So I would never do the, I'm going to give up this or do that, because then I would beat myself up for not doing that. Ryan, so. we're going to check in with you. I was going to say, wait, wait till March. <laughs> When's the or whenever I'm back. <laughs> but I, I, I think yours was way more profound than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do appreciate what you're saying. But the, it was good we had profound and yeah. we had Like just shocking. blokey commitment. <laughs> <laughs> Blind I've got, commitment. I've got nothing else to give up. I don't drink. <laughs> that's that's true. No, no, that's, that's right. I think you should have chocolate every day for the year. Because I have no thoughts. I'm, I'm like just hanging out to have Christmas. But why do we put such a pressure to on, on it being a date that... You, you, suddenly everything's got to be different or better or, you know. True. But I, I do want to challenge myself because I, IPAs are so delicious and they're becoming so much more prevalent <laughs> in our society that, that men really have to be conscious of those those uh, health decisions. He's, this, did you see what he did then? He threw in a bit of deep it, a bit of a promo. profundity he at the did, end. He did a promo though well, for yeah. men's health. Which that's, is important. That's mm. true. We are up for that. Well, anyway, um, I've got to say thank you to you both for um, 
coming in to the show this it's, year. It's been fun. And I've had a riot. I have to give a shout out to your producer, Elise Cooper. Elise Cooper. She is She's an absolute amazing talent. Why don't we have a video now that we could take of, we can't hear her voice. Follow her on Instagram. She's hilarious. She's very funny. She is hilarious Elise on Instagram. Cooper. Elise J. Cooper. And also she's responsible for all those, do we call them stings before yeah. each Yeah, uh, audio mixes. And she gets each each clip from a film or each song. It's just, it couldn't be more appropriate. And it takes a long time to do. She works very hard on She's such a cool cucumber, though, because you, 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 I'll rush in 10 minutes to go. She's out the front walking her dog. And then she comes up and twiddles the knobs and presses the buttons like it's nothing. But she's nothing. obviously done all of the prep. Totally calm. Never seen her in a flap. Never. <laughs> Knowing look at Elise. Well, I haven't. No, thank you, Elise. You've been brilliant. I was going to say that later afterwards, but Jacinta and Ryan. I can't see so that anywhere on your notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's nowhere oh, to Jacinta be found. Oh, just took the words out of my mouth. And what could I do? No, don't sing, Siobhan. Um, anyway, we will say thank you to you both for coming thank in. You, and we come back next year. Absolutely. You'll have to come back for the first one, Jacinta. Yeah, if I can bring my kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd love to. It's been very fun. And I get to work with famous actors and, <laughs> and you. And it's great. <laughs> I get to work with podcasters and newsreaders. <laughs> I've got nothing to add to that. Hashtag That's blessed. <laughs> That's a good place to leave it. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you, so you. Much. Thank you. That was Jacinta Tynan, author and Sky News presenter and actor Ryan Johnson. The Parent Panel will be back in the new year with our very first episode dropping into your podcast feed on Friday, January 15th. You can keep in touch over the break. We love hearing from you. Send us an email to our brand new email. It's feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. You've been listening to The Parent Panel, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review and share it with your friends. The Parent Panel, new episodes every Friday.